Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello, Rush Nation. It's Thursday. It's time for the matchups pod. Evening all. Um, it's been a strange day having to actually record this, uh, re-record it, because uh, there's been some news and some updates that I need to deliver. I'm sure you already know by now that the Titans and Steelers game is off. Um, and that means that, as, as well, as a result, they're not playing this week. Uh, it will move to a later week. They'll probably merge the, the bye weeks together. I'm sure they'll work it out. The schedules would have had something anticipated like this before. I'm sure it'll be worked out fine. A similar scenario happened just a couple of years ago with the Buccaneers and Miami when there was a hurricane in week one and those teams had to play straight through. So this effectively just becomes their bye week. It's not going to have any long-term repercussions. Um, so it's frustrating. It doesn't leave people a lot of time to uh, put in for their buys. Um, I reckon in some ways there might be a slight advantage to this because no other teams will be on a buy that week. So if you were in a bit of a bye week hell, then you're not now and that might help. Um, but in terms of fantasy football, a few people asked me this, like what would have happened? What would have been the scenario? Uh, I would have said in our leagues and I sent the messages out this morning that I sent the messages out this morning and basically saying that we can't do anything. That's the fairest way that if you put those players in the lineup and they don't play that, that's it. And it's a really harsh scenario. And I appreciate that people thought that 
it's harsh in fact we had two people come back and say just questioning this like what's going to happen it, it seems a bit harsh I said I understand that um completely but I think consistency is really important in leagues and I think that's ultimately what you strive for and this won't be the only time that this happens this season and so because it's not the only time it will happen you have to really look at what would happen if it happened again, what are the scenarios? And, you know, I painted the example of Monday night football. What if there was a cancellation for Monday night football after the 925 games on a Sunday um, due to positive COVID tests? And that that is a real scenario. You can't put in substitutions. I know that was something some leagues I'm in are doing, and I think it's a great idea. I don't, I don't have a, an issue with that, and I would have taken advantage of that situation. No, um, I don't need to now, but put this on the radar again the reason why i thought this route was the right route and i'm not here to debate this and say that this is 100 what you should do it's just an idea and how we came to our decisions here at five yard and we did it because we felt it was consistent if there was another postponement everyone was in the same boat um and it was just you had to make that call and it means some at some point someone's going to get stuck and it is unfortunate but if, at least if the rule is consistent everyone will have to accept it and most people are and and, and when i kind of put that ex- explanation across in a few leaks everyone was like actually yeah that makes a lot of sense and and that seems to be the rule but it doesn't matter how it's a mute point we know the game's off and that was one of the points i mentioned is we'll probably know before the games whether this goes ahead or not because if they can't get into the facility which with all the additional positive tests they can't then it doesn't matter they you know will know that the game was would be postponed or if it will be played if they could get in on sunday then the game would have been played obviously that's not the case now so as i said we know and crisis somewhat averted so that was just uh, what's happened i've recorded this pod already um there were some insights on i thought the game was going to go ahead so um rather than that we, i've just decided to kind of start again because i want to add a couple of players who you might want to be considering that you might not have considered as a result of the fact that you've now got gaps in your roster. You might need to find some deep sleep. So let's get to it tonight. Thursday night football. Denver Broncos at the Jets. Jets are favoured by one and a half points over under set of 41. Not many players in this game I would recommend. Uh, let's start with Denver. Um, Melvin Gordon's uh, running back two. His schedule's been rough to start the season. Naturally, played some great running defences and they've been in a lot of negative game script. Uh, but I think tonight um, might be slightly better hedging for him, and I think he might do quite well. Judy will be a wide receiver three. That's purely down to Brett Ripien, who will start his first NFL game tonight uh, and let the Brett Ripien era uh, be really successful. No fan will be a Titan one, I believe, this week on the fringes. Uh, he's looked really good this season, and he will be a, a big target for, for Ripien moving forward, at least for however long he lasts, if it's this game, next game, or half a quarter or a half, who knows? For the Jets, this is almost like the worst possible scenario. Uh, James McCrow is going to play tonight, even though he is not 100%. And it's kind of like, what do you do? Um, normally, I would say you play Crowder, but he's not 100%. How much impact is he going to have? I'd fade the entire Jets team. If you're really desperate in a league and you need to bring someone in, Berrios, but I, don't, I think even with Crowder playing, he takes away from Berrios. I don't think there's enough volume to support them both. I think they might even split the the role because if if Crow's not 100% fit, so lay off all the Jets. If you really have to, 
better us, but I think there's going to be better options as I go through this pod. So I wouldn't be playing anyone from the New York Jets tonight, that's for sure. Moving on to Sunday's 1pm Eastern, 6pm UK time games. Indianapolis are two and a half point favourites against Chicago with the over-under set of 43. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is a running back one. T.Y. Hilton, wide receiver three. I think he should see some more volume this week. He's disappointed a lot of fancy owners, myself included. But I think he will start to see some volume, especially as there's no Pittman. There's uh, there's there's no Campbell. They're going to run some Pascal out there. And Pascal might be someone as a deeper play if you're stuck and you had those, Cle- uh, those Steeler or... Uh, Tennessee wide receivers that might be an option for you is to look at someone like Zach Pascal not the worst option he'll probably be out there in most leagues uh, if you need someone just to come in and fill but uh, yeah they're they're not going to be a huge passing I mean there's not there's enough passing volume but it's not a huge amount here so Pascal maybe but I think again there might be some better options moving forward Maybe Cox will be a Titan too. Um, I wouldn't start either quarterback in this game. They're good in two QB leagues, but in uh, QB one leagues, you, you can find better. For Chicago, Montgomery is your steady Eddie. Run back two every week. You can start him quite comfortably. Uh, Alan Robinson's really starting to get on fire. Um, he's a wide receiver one this week, and I think with Foles, with that accuracy, he'll have more more targets, but better quality targets. I think that's the key. Um, there was a stat on Pro Info. Uh, uh, Sports Info Solutions, sorry, it's got the right place got a mix between two sources there. Sports Info Solutions that Alan Robinson going into week three had only uh, caught eight of 18 uh, catches, but he had a 100% success rate of catches that were deemed catchable. And so it's not Robinson, it's the quality of the of the, of the passing uh, targets that he was getting with Nick Foles, that will increase. Um, he'll get better, better service. So Alan Robinson's wide receiver one conversation for me. Anthony Miller, wide receiver three fringes. He could be someone nice to, to pick up if, if available in leagues, but he's only out there sort of out about 53% of the time at the moment. So that's something to really worry about because he's not out there if you, every every snap running routes and uh, sometimes he's even used as a decoy or blocking. So that's something to pay attention to. Um, there's definitely something in the coaching staff and him that there is uh, a lack of trust there, whether it's from both sides, I don't know. Um, but he's not been fully unleashed. Uh, I hope with Foles, maybe they, they will unleash him and uh, and really free Anthony Miller. So wide receiver three numbers this week with some upside. Um, and Jimmy Graham is on the fringe of the Titan 1, Titan 2 conversation. Foles loves his tight ends. He targets them a lot. I think this could be a really good matchup for, for him. Moving on to New Orleans, favoured by four and a half points over Detroit. That's over under set of 54. I don't see it getting to 54 points as, as much as both these teams can score. I think... Um, I don't know. I just don't see it. I know that both defences are pretty poor, so maybe. I don't know. Um, I think that, that just seems high for me, given what's on, on offer. Breeze is a sort of fringe QB1, QB2 this week. Um, Alvin Kamara is the overall running back one for me. He's been absolutely outstanding this season, um, really monopolising the vacancy left by Michael Thomas. And I think Thomas is practising, so he looks good to play this week, and that'd be a welcome return to a lot of fancy owners who are Breeze and, and Thomas. And Jared Cook, you can start. If you're looking for a fringe play, um, you can maybe look at Traquan Smith. He might be someone that's still out there who you can play instead of some of the receivers who can't. So that's not a bad shout at all. He's sort of the fringe wide receiver three, wide receiver four conversation. I think he can get some volume, especially those depth of targets, and exploit the decimated cornerback room of the of the Lions. So Lions, I think Matt Stafford's a great play this week. This defense isn't very good for New Orleans, and I think Matt Stafford will exploit it. This running back room is an absolute disaster. The only one you can start is uh, Adrian Peterson. I think he's a, a, a running back three. 
at best. And there's no upside to this, this room if you've got Swift. And I think you just have to bench him now um, until you see what happens. Their stash is only. Galladay, I think, is someone who returns with a bang and is a wide receiver one. And Marvin Jones, I think, has sort of wide receiver three, wide receiver four, fringe numbers in him again. But TJ Hawkinson, I think, is the smash play this week. If you can find him available, if you could trade for him, I think he's going to have a great week. And I think he's definitely a, a DraftKings play as well. Moving on to Arizona, they're favored by three and a half points over Carolina. The over-under set 51 and a half. Again, seems high. I don't see Carolina scoring a lot of points. So unless they're expecting this to be a blowout, which why not put it at like minus 13 or something? I don't know if that gets to 51 and a half. But yeah, you've got Murray, uh, who's a quarterback one. Drake, I think, is going to have a massive week. He's been showing the signs that it's going to happen. It's just not quite turned into the big numbers that people who drafted him with hope. I think this this is the week that Kenyon Drake gets unleashed uh, in a massive way. Um, and DeAndre Hopkins, for me, is going to be the wide receiver one this week. So I think he's going to be the overall one and uh, put up a very, very, very good week. Um, Christian Kirk looks hurt still. Not sure if he's going to be fit. Talks of Andy Isabella maybe being involved, and you know, if you want to take a reach, I, I have him as sort of a wide receiver four. But again, desperation play. You need to go for it. I, I understand that one a little bit. As for Carolina, you know, you've got um, Mike Davis was brilliant, um, top ten performance last week, and uh, expect him to turn in very similar numbers this week. I actually have him at eighteen this week, but I still think he's a solid, solid play, especially in PPR formats. So he's a must start for me. Then you've got DJ Moore. DJ Moore, I think, is is still going to be sort of the peripheral of the wide receiver one, wide receiver two. Uh, he's getting the volume. It's just he's just not getting the sort of the the luck in the end zone. But I think that will happen sooner rather than later. And again, if you're looking for a desperation play, then Curtis Samuel, I, I have sort of on the fringes of the wide receiver three, wide receiver four conversation um, because he can do a little bit in the in the run game and and everything else. So. I think that's a route to, to be explored. Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Cincinnati favoured to get their first win of the season by three. The over-under set 49. Minchu for me, is quarterback two this week. I don't think he'd be half as, he won't be as bad as he was last week, that's for sure. Uh, being the QB 31 in scoring. Um, I think he's someone who could um, put up solid numbers, sort of top 15 numbers. So if you need a, a starter for someone like Wentz or Jones, Minchu's not a bad bat. There's someone better uh, who I can tell you about in a minute. You probably know if you've read any of the articles I've written this week. Yeah, you've got James Robinson. He's an RB2 with upside of RB1 numbers. Yeah, I think he's fifth overall in PPR scoring, which is just ridiculous. I, I've got him in the, in the RB2 because I think the game script is going to favor him. Having said that, I think he's someone who, again, is a must-star. Watch the status of DJ Chark. He does, he's sort of questionable. I'm not sure if he's going to go. Keelan Cole could be that real sneak play, especially if Chark doesn't go. So if you're looking to get someone, uh, Keelan Cole should be free in leagues. Um, you should be able to find him. He's someone they could pick up who who will have sort of upside wide receiver three, especially if Chark doesn't go. And if Chark does go, I still think he can put up low end wide receiver three, high end uh, wide receiver four numbers. As for Cincinnati, Burrow's on the fringe of that QB1 conversation. They're throwing the ball 70% of the time. And he's starting to really get uh, acclimatized. The only worry is how many sacks he's getting and if he completes the season at the rate that he's going. As for Mixon, Mixon is, I mean, he's getting the volume, he's getting the work. It's just a case of that line's just not creating enough for him. He's getting everything he can out of what he's been given to him. And they want to get him involved in the passing game. They want to get him involved in the running game. It's just not happened for them. He's still a start. Um, QB, he's still running back two numbers. Hopefully this is the week that can get right and he can unleash. I think it's going to be soon. This is very similar to what happened last season. It takes a while for the, the rhythm to get going with that offensive line, but 
I think at some point Mixon's going to have a massive breakout game and continue. He's just he's, he's nearly there. The volume, everything's pointing in the right direction. So don't panic if you own Mixon. Uh, Tyler Boyd for me, easy wide receiver two numbers. Uh, he's the solid play. AJ Green is pretty much irrelevant now in this offense. He's just not doing it. He just doesn't look the part. He doesn't look like he's an elite wide receiver anymore. Um, and that's a shame because he, he's produced great numbers in, in the history of the game. But I, he's someone to ignore. Boyd is going to get the safety work. Higgins is the guy. Again, if you if you if you need a player, T Higgins is probably someone you can find in leagues. I think he's only owned in less than ten percent leagues. Uh, he's got wide receiver four numbers with potential upside to wide receiver three, wide receiver two numbers. They're trusting him in those red zone uh, areas. He had two touchdowns last week, for example. Uh, Cleveland at Dallas. Uh, Dallas favored by four and a half points with an over under fifty six, which is incredible. For Cleveland, it's pretty simple. Chubb's a running back one. Hunt is a running back two. OBJ is a wide receiver two. Um, Landry's a wide receiver three. That's it. There isn't anyone else. Don't need to touch Mayfield. Mayfield makes mistakes. And yeah, he's had a couple of okay weeks. But as I said, when we did the review of QB1s, he had no game-winning weeks last season. And that's what's key. He's not going to deliver you a high number. It's not like you get this volatile risk-reward with someone like Daniel Jones, who can absolutely elite and give you a game-winning week or he can lose your week. It's just, it's either a mediocre or he loses your week. So Mayfield for me, not there. Um, and I don't want any part of the tight ends. Yes. Okay. Harrison Bryant got into the, the end zone last week, but that doesn't mean that he's going to this week. So I'm out on the tight ends uh, in Cleveland. As for Dallas, start more Prescott's online to throw for like over 6,000 yards at the moment. Uh, Elliot has had some struggles, but he's still running back one for me. Cooper's wide receiver two. Lamb is a wide receiver two. Gallup is a wide receiver three. Schultz is a tight end too, and I'm not too worried about Wilson. I think if Wilson is to be considered, he's a, he's a wide receiver four at best. But yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about him. If you picked him up based on what happened last week, then I'm sorry. I think it's someone you're kind of waiting. It's an injury stash for him to be relevant on a consistent basis. Minnesota at Houston. Houston favored by four and a half to get off their uh, donut. This is two uh, two teams that are zero and three, so one of them will get off that number. Over under set fifty four and a half. Minnesota's a very, very narrow and thin team. Darwin Cook is a running back one. Adam Phelan's wide receiver one, maybe wide receiver two, but this matchup he's definitely wide receiver one with that pretty horrendous uh, secondary that Houston have. And then Jefferson is a wide receiver three. I mean, he smashed it last week, but let's get real. I don't think he's going to get the same amount of opportunities that he had last week. As for Houston, Watson's a QB one. Uh, David Johnson is a, is a running back too, but very steady. He's a sort of top 18 player for sure this week. Cooks and Fuller, I think, will could potentially be relevant this week, um, especially against this secondary that's pretty horrendous. So if you can find Cooks and Fuller, if you've got them, they're probably worth a start this week. Uh, one of them can really break off this week. It's just about trying to work out which one. Fuller looks the likelier candidate, given the pace, but I think Cooks, with his experience, can also exploit the secondary. I think both could have pretty decent weeks. You've got Jordan Akins. Jordan Akins is one of the top tight ends in fantasy football right now. So if you're really struggling, he is one I would be picking up because I think he's on the fringe of the tight end one conversation this week, given the volume he's had, but he's also good at getting into the pay dirt. So if you're struggling with these uh, cancellations, then Jordan Akins is probably someone you can find who's very under the radar that you could uh, exploit and put in the flex. Seattle favored by six and a half points uh, versus Miami uh, with the overrun set 53 and a half. Russell Wilson let Russell cook. Uh, he is absolutely destroying it. He's on pace for 75 
uh, touchdowns this season, and he has got the record, as I mentioned, on the flagship pod, 14 touchdowns through three games. Expect that to continue again this week. Now, Chris Carson, we're waiting on the injury report. It looked like he practiced a little bit today, so that's something to uh, keep an eye on. But, you know, I think if Carl Tide's still out there, you should be picking him up uh, for, for free and seeing if Carson doesn't go ahead. If Carson doesn't go, Hyde will have a pretty good uh, right about two week. If not Hyde, I think, um, sorry, Carson will have a pretty good running back two week if he plays. If not, I think Hyde will have a running back two week if if he comes in. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett back to back in my ranks there. Sort of mid-high end uh, wide receiver twos this week. Um, they're going to go off, even despite Metcalf's silly uh, error at the weekend. And then um, Olsen is someone who has got a bit, of, a bit of volume as of late. He's someone I'd want a piece of, especially if I was struggling to fill the lineup this week. So you could pick him up off the waiver wire um, or just off free agency and, and plug him in if you need to. I think he's a mid-tight end two option this week. As for Miami, you've got Fitzpatrick for me, best streaming quarterback option of the week. Uh, if he's out there, I'd definitely be playing him as a replacement to Tannehill or or. Uh, Roethlisberger for this week only. Um, this is a perfect setup for him to absolutely smash it, as Fitzpatrick does from time to time. Miles um, Gaskins are running back three at best. Uh, I'm not enamored. I don't want that sort of production. You know, if he's out there, he's one you should go and grab. I think this is a really big week for Devontae Parker. He's been absolutely killing it in AR targets and uh, all the right periphery and targets and, and metrics. So he's due a breakout. And I think it's coming this week. So I expect uh, Devontae Parker to be a start. And he's someone you should consider for your DFS lineups as well. Preston Williams, uh, I think for me, is a wide receiver three this week. I think he gets some volume too. Um, and Gaziki should be a tight end one this week as well. So should do quite well uh, out of Miami, D- Miami Dolphins uh, skill players. Second to last on the slate is the Chargers at the Buccaneers. Buccaneers favored by seven. I've run this at 43. Um, not many charges. I don't really want Herbert this week. I don't think it's a good matchup for him against that elite Bucks defense. Uh, on top of that, I don't think it's a Joshua Kelly week either and game script. And we've seen what the Buccaneers can do to 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 running backs over the last 18 months. It's not something you want to be touching. I think Eckler is a running back two play. I think people are overly high. I think he's going to absolutely kill it this week. I'm not so sure. I think... Uh, think he's he's good he might find the end zone but i'm not sure he's going to put up elite numbers this week but i think he'll put up good safe numbers you'll be fine um keen allen has really been killing it he's the most targeted player in the nfl alongside uh deandre hopkins so he is in that wide receiver one conversation but he's on the fringes of that so he's a must start if you draft him in the fifth round like we did in a lot of places you're on to an absolute winner and then you've got Hunt Henry, I think, is a tight end one this week. I think they will try and exploit uh, over the middle for the Buccaneers, and I think that's a good option to go down. As for the Buccaneers, Brady is a QB1, QB2 uh, this week. He's on that fringes, definitely startable, um, especially if you haven't got uh, a Tannehill or, or, or a Roethlisberger. A lot of people have ter- paired one of them with, with Brady. Uh, you, know, you can start Brady this week, no problem. Um, Fournette is likely to be out this week. Um, and so that means Rojo will elevate himself into low-end RB2 numbers. He will get the volume this week because there's not going to be a lot of people challenging for it. Um, so, you know, if people drop Rojo in leagues, that is definitely someone I'd be using as a one-week stopgap to try and cover uh, a, a Connor or or a Henry. So go have a look for, for Rojo or even put in a very, very timid trade offer just for something and see what you can get. 
I don't think he's more than one week play. So that's why I'm saying don't give up a lot. But I think you could be in a situation this week where not a lot of people know that Fournette is going to be out because um, it's not being highly publicised. And I think as a result, Rojo could really sort of get you out of a jam. So a player you should be targeting and trying to find uh, as much as possible this week. Mike Evans is a wide receiver one this week. There's no Chris Godwin. He's out in the uh, with his hamstring. And Scotty Miller might be a fill-in. Uh, he should be free in a lot of leagues. He's going to get a lot of volume from Brady. He's built good rapport with Brady in PPR leagues. He'll probably get six, seven catches. So, again, he's likely to go over 10, 12 points this week. So, Scotty Miller could be a good play for a wide receiver three spot this week. Last game in the early window is Baltimore, who are favored by 13 points against Washington. And the over-under set, 45.5. Um, as we sort of mentioned with, with Baltimore in the past, Jackson, all right, he had a bad game Monday. Happens against the Chiefs. But you've got to play Jackson. You drafted him to be a QB1, so you've got to play him there, even though he's only the QB11 overall, I think, this uh, coming into this week. This is a game that's going to be really tough. I would probably lean Dobbins over Ingram based on what we know about utilization. And if they blow this out, I see Dobbins and Edwards getting the work over Ingram. So I have both of them sort of in the fringes of the running back two, running back three conversations. But Dobbins is the guy. If I had both of them, I'd be starting this week. I'd feel more comfortable starting Dobbins than, than Ingram this week. That's for sure. Um, but desperation might mean you have to start to play them both or one or the other in your lineups. And that's what you got to do. Hopefully it, it works out right for you. I don't think they're going to completely collapse on you, but I think Dobbins will get more work. This is more the sort of game that he's suited to given that it should be a blowout. Hollywood Brown should bounce back this week. Um, terrible game last week at, as I sort of predicted and expected. So as a result, I think he'll bounce back and have a really, really big week and take advantage of, of this Washington team with the amount of possessions they're going to have. And Andrews will rebound this week and be a, a tight end one for sure. As for Washington, not many players you can start here. Um, Gibson is a running back three who you're probably going to have to play if you have Henry or Connor. He, he's developing the same good things. He's getting slightly more involved, but that, that snap count still not really getting above 60. Uh, so I'd like to see more snaps and plays from him but it will get there um it just takes time um mclaurin is a wide receiver two this week and logan thomas is someone that you could pick up and he's likely to get four or five catches and hopefully get into the end zone and give you a 10 point week that's what we're hoping for but he's a tight end two at this stage but he's getting the volume it's a it's a certain play that will you know yield you a relative amount of points at least seven points so uh, is it, a good cover play if, if you need something to come in. That'll do it for this week for the early games. I'll be back first thing in the morning for your later games and talk you through the start sits for that. So enjoy Thursday Night Football. If you're staying up for it, hats off to you. I'm going to go to bed um, and I'll watch it in the morning on Game Pass. But till tomorrow's pod and until later, Rush Nation, keep rushing. live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. 
Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.